0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hope all is well with you and yours today for this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I know I say that each and every Sunday, but each and every Sunday morning, I mean it. Amen. Because you could have been somewhere else. You could have been doing somewhere else. You could have been down in your grave, but nonetheless, God has spared us. He's allowed us to be here one more time. And I, for one, am grateful, grateful, grateful to him for whom all blessings flow. For God has just been so good to us. He's been better to us than we have definitely been to ourselves. And I ask that you just don't sit down on this morning, but that you get up with us and that you praise with us, no matter where you may be, if you're in your car, if you're listening on the radio, if you're watching online somewhere, that you get into it, you get out of it where you put into it. Amen. The Bible said, "Where you sow sparingly that you reap sparingly. And if you sow bountifully, then you will reap bountifully. So we ask that you sow bountifully. Bountifully today that you sow and that you get right into the service, Amen, and that you get something out of it for God. It's been so good to us, and we're here on this day to celebrate and not only just celebrate Him, but also learn about Him. I know many on last week they started their fasts and all these kind of things, but us of the household of faith that know God and who cherish God, who who chases Him, know that this is a lifestyle. This is not just a point in time that God is asking us to live like this all the time. Amen. That he's called us into holiness and righteousness. And we're just so grateful this morning. As we go back, we go right into our praise and worship service this morning with, um, I want to call her sister Johnson. Amen. But sister Dominique, I'm our, our, our minister of music. Amen. I think she's going by Harris now, but we're just so good and so grateful that God has just blessed her. Amen. Her and her spouse. And we look forward to meeting him sometime in the very near future. Amen. And we're just so grateful. She has been such a blessing to the safe house. Had she been a blessing to us, y'all? Come on, let us know in the chat. Let us know, um, you know, if you enjoying the ministry of um, Sister um, Harris. Amen. So, without further ado, I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna stop talking. Amen. I'm gonna turn it right over to her.
1: Good morning, safe house. It's such a blessing to be back with you guys on this Sunday morning to worship a true and living God. Hallelujah. And hopefully, you can get with me this morning wherever you may be. We're blessed in the city, we're blessed in the field, we're blessed when we come and love. We cast on every stronghold, sickness and poverty, the for the devil is defeated. We are blessed, we're blessed in the city, we're blessed in the field. The devil is dying. late in the midnight hour, God's gonna turn it around. He's gonna cause everything to work in our favor. Hallelujah, because the devil is defeated and we are blessed, hallelujah. How many of you know that God deserves all of our worship, all of our praise? all of our hallelujahs belong to him. My hallelujah belongs to you. 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 My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs to you. You deserve. Praise on it. Worship your God. Give your God the glory, the honor, and the praise. Give him the highest praise, which is hallelujah, because it all belongs to Him. Wake How great, how great, how great.
0: I bless you this morning a safe house hallelujah how many of you really love the lord out the there today? just not with lip service but you love the lord you love the lord with your heart your mind your body your soul your spirit you love the lord with your actions amen that you show him that you love him you just don't tell him you love him but you show him that you love him amen hallelujah for god has just been so good so good to us he's been better to us then we definitely have been to ourselves and we love him we love him why don't you tell somebody you love them this morning why don't you tell them god lord lord i love you i love you i love you lord i love you lord for you first loved us amen hallelujah for god is good and he's worthy worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down the same he's so worthy to be praised and we're just so grateful to grateful grateful him let us go into a moment of prayer on this morning Oh, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord Jesus, this, for this beautiful day. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the sun shining, oh God, the birds chirping, Lord. In some areas, there may be snow on the ground, but Lord Jesus, nonetheless, we thank you for the water, for there could be drought, oh God. Lord, there could be more pestilence in the land. There could be more disease in the land, Lord. There could be wars going on in the land, oh, Lord Jesus, here in the United States, oh God, and we're just so grateful, oh God. For we are a blessed country, oh God. Lord, you know everything is not perfect, oh God, but we serve a perfect God who knows perfectly, who has a perfect timing, who has a perfect character, who has a perfect plan for us. And Lord, you asked us, Lord, just to follow your plan, oh God, Lord. You said, Lord, you that you would lead us and guide us into all truth and all understanding, oh God. And Lord, we're just grateful, Lord Jesus. We're grateful to you, Lord, for you're good to us, oh God. You've been better than good, oh God, for you are. Our Jehovah Java, that you are our provider, you Jehovah Nisi, O oh God, that you fight our battles. Jehovah Sikadu, Lord, that you're God Almighty, you Elohim, El Shaddai, the Lily of the Valley, and the bright and morning star, oh God, from whom all blessings flow. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for the rivers of water that's inside of us, oh God. We ask that you stir up the gift that's in us on today. Lord, we ask that you forgive us for our sins, Lord. Those sins that are known and unknown to us, oh God. Things that we've done, things that we've said, oh God, things that's gone contrary to your word. But Lord, you nonetheless, Lord, you ask that you help us, oh God, Lord you, to go to that rock that's higher than thou. Lord you, that we are not a perfect people, oh God, but that we are blessed people, oh God. That we are forgiven people, oh God. That you are there, Lord. You, you said that, Lord, if I make my bed in hell, that would that be, Lord. For that riding staff is there to comfort me, oh God, Lord Jesus, That you're hiding us, oh God, up under your cloak, oh God. That you hide hiding us up under your feathers, oh God. That you're keeping us, oh God, that we stay next to you. If we stay close to you, oh God, that you will keep and you will protect us, oh God. We thank you, Lord G for providing for everyone in our midst. Lord, we thank you for life, health, and strength on today. Lord, we thank you for jobs, oh God. We thank you for homes, oh God. Lord, but Lord, most of all, we thank you for relationship, Lord. Knowing, Lord Jesus, that you have the cattle on a thousand hills, oh God, Lord. But most of all, that we have relationship with you, and because we have relationship with you, oh God, that you lead us and you guide us, and to all truth and understanding. Lord, As ask that you continue to touch Sister Harris, oh God. She continues to minister to us and everybody else that she ministered to. Lord, stir up the gift that was within her, oh God. Bless her, oh God. Bless her family, Lord. Bless her husband, Lord. Bless her children, oh God. Strengthen them and keep them, oh God. Love on them, oh God, like only you can. Continue to bless the safe house, oh God. Lord, touch each and every member of the safe house, oh God. Touch their houses, oh God. Touch their homes, oh God. Multiply them, oh God. Bless them, oh God, like only you can, Lord. Love on them, Lord, like only you can, Lord. Now, thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, continue to help us to expand and go where you have us to go, Lord, and be who you have us to be. And we ask you to do all these things to others in the powerful name of Jesus, for we know this one thing, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Good morning, brothers and sisters of the Most High God, for God is good and he's worthy to be praised. How many of you are just so grateful this morning that God is just on the throne, amen? I'm grateful that he is on the throne and that he is keeping us alive. Amen. There's nobody but him that's keeping us alive. Amen. And I am just so grateful to each and every one of you. I believe that God has a rainbow word for us on today. Amen. That I'm going to share with you on this morning. Amen. That I believe that's an on-time word. Amen. I believe it's a word that, you know, that's going to be life-defining, life-changing for somebody. I don't know who this word may be for. It may be for one person. It may be for multiple persons. I know that was not creating. i know we say people but i want to say persons amen how many of you feeling good in your spirit this morning i'm just feeling good i'm amen i'm just so grateful you know god allowed me to travel back and forth whoo y'all that one day flight thing that was rough i ain't gonna lie that was rough amen we flew up and we turned around we did some work up there and got right back on the airplane and flew back i don't know how people do it all the time it was a little rough but nonetheless god is good and he's worthy, worthy to be praised, Amen. And he took us there, and he brought us back safely, Amen. Got back a little later than we wanted to, but he brought us back safely, Amen. And we're just so grateful to him, um, from whom all blessings flow. All right, um, uh, remember each and every um, week we have our Bibles Um, and our, uh, we do have our Bible study on Wednesday night, and we would love to have you there on our Bible studies. We're going through the Book of Genesis, Amen. We've gone all the way now. We've made it to. Um, made it through Haggai, and now we got to the point that God has made a promise to Abraham, and now they do, were doing the circumcision. So we're about in chapter 17 in the book of Genesis, and we have a grand old time in there. I mean, that's that's just fun, amen, just to be able to expound upon the word of God in an expository way to be able to take our time and read and go through the things that God has given us there, amen. And also, on each and every morning, Monday through Friday, we have our prayer service at 6 a.m. That's Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. And God is doing some amazing things in there. We are expanding, you know, new people have been coming and we're just grateful. God, we, you don't know what God is going to do. Amen. He told us, "What? just, we do our part and then he would do here. So basically he, what we plant and, but God gives the increase and I'm just so grateful. Amen. Church, we're growing. Whether you believe it or not, we are growing. Amen. And I'm just so grateful for that. Also, um, Um, we, um, say we have to invite, amen. We have to invite, amen. We got to get out there. The Bible tells us to go into the howards and the byways and compel them to come. Amen. And I'm looking forward, amen. I went out, y'all will be very excited. Went out and we saw a space this week. Amen. That looks like it has a lot of potential for us to be there. So we're trying to work out some things. And, um, I know the, um, owner of the space, they want to do some things renovation wise. Um, before we can maybe get in there, but I'm, I'm feeling confident about it. So you all continue to pray with me and I'm gonna pray with you. I don't want to be premature and saying that, Hey, we have, we're going back in this building and we got a building, but we, we got some final things that want to work out. Amen. But, um, nonetheless, amen. I think we have something. Amen. Now to, to our online audience, that's not going to change anything for you. We're just going to be coming to your live from the building we at. Hey, that's all that's going to mean. We're just going to be coming to you live from wherever we are because we have the capacity. We have the equipment and everything, which is what we were doing before. Amen. So now maybe you don't get this nice crisp background and all the nice little bells and whistles, but you'll still get the most important thing, which is the word of God. Amen. Um, Sister so we cannot get rid of her. I'm going to also give honor to our first lady. Um, sister Felicia, Ely, amen. And I'm just so grateful for her and all that she's done, and she does here to support us in this ministry. For I know it's, it's tough work being married to the old boy, cause he got his hands on a little bit of everything, and everybody wants to pull on us, amen. But nonetheless, God is good. Actually, you all continue to keep um uh, sister Nicholson in your prayers. You know, her son has been sick, and she's actually been sick also. And you all know she's with child. So please um reach out to her, um, daughters and sisters of the church. Amen. Just check on our sister. If one of us is down, all of us is down. Amen. And I know some of, you know, people, I get it. People are private. You know. but if you don't know, you don't know, but I want you all to know so we can reach out to our sister and be able to reach out to her and just check on amen and and be godly amen and um it's not your job to be in anybody's business but to um but we ought to look out for one another amen i am my brother's keeper yes i am we do believe that here at the safe house church and i also want to say a good morning to each one of you if you're visiting the safe house church for the first time um, i want to say welcome to the safe house church of greensboro north carolina my name is dr peter ely And I have the wonderful opportunity to serve as pastor. Notice I say here, I don't work. I serve as pastor because God can pick somebody else and say, hey, you know what? Your time is up. I want somebody else in that position. So as long as he has me here, I'm going to be a servant up until the Lord. So I serve here in this capacity where I believe God has called us to, um, to focus on three things. Those three things we call DEA, discipleship, empowerment, and accountability discipleship. We're going to teach you the things of God. We're going to show you the things of God to the best of our ability. Empowerment. We're going to empower you to use all the gifts and talents and things that God has put inside of you. And then accountability. Then we're going to hold you accountable to those things. Amen. Because everything that God has put inside of you, there's somebody or somewhere, some person else in the earth who needs those things. And I believe, this is me, I believe that God just dis- distinctly put some things in you. And if they don't come out of you, then we just do not have them. So then that means somebody is missing something that they need. Why? Because you failed to do your part. Amen. We all have a part in this. We all have something that we bring to the table. We all have unique talents and gifts and each and every one of those things are belong to the household of faith. And you go out and you look in the world, all the things that the world got going on, you find out the world got what they got. They took it from us. Amen the praising, you know, when they took it from us, the dancing, they took it from us, the loud crashing cymbals, they all what? They all took it from us. You see some of the best singers out there, they tell you all the time, well, I started singing in the church. Oh, come on, somebody. But the, the enemy does not create, right? Remember, God does what? God is the father of creation. The enemy does not create, so what did he do? He killed, he steal, and he destroyed. If he can't take it, amen, he tries to kill it, and if he can't kill it, then he just tries to what? Inaliate it it together, amen. And I'm just so grateful, grateful, grateful to him, um, and God's just been so good to us, and he's just been so good, so good, so good. And good doesn't mean that everything is perfect. It doesn't mean that we we have perfection, amen, but we're walking by faith and not by sight. All right, I don't think there's any other things that I need to announce or say. I don't think we have any birthdays, but I know March is right around the corner. This is the final Sunday in black history month amen so i hope that you had the opportunity to celebrate with your brothers and sisters all across the world amen and know that you know it's, the bible's full of black people amen we talk about you know we've been talking about Hagar, you know if you have been there on wednesday nights and Hagar was what of ethiopian descent and i don't know how much black can you get than ethiopian straight out of africa so um and then you know we talk about ham and ham being of dark scent of descent and all this was right there in genesis so we didn't have to go far but those things are there, um, there in the Word. Are you feeling good in your spirit? Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling wonderful, wonderful in my spirit. Glad my body's well. Everybody else I know of is well, so it's all good. So let's go to the Word of God. For There is a word from the Lord on today. I believe that I want to share with you on today. Let me get my screens um, set up here. As you all know, I have to move stuff around. Amen. And I am believing God at some point, I'm going to have somebody who's going to be here and they're going to be able to do this for me. And then Pastor can just concentrate just on preaching. I think I do an okay job. But man, if I ain't had to do this and worry about my screens and all this all together, woo. Yeah, y'all really be in for it. Amen. But nonetheless, I believe God is doing what he wants to do. And I'm just grateful for the way that he's able to allow us to be innovative this morning. All right, I want you to turn with me, if you wouldn't mind, to the book of James. James, like James Evans from good times. The book of James, amen. Not that James, but James, all right? The book of James, we want to go to chapter number one. So as soon as you find it, you can put your thumb in it there. The book of James, um, we want to start at verse number two today. The book of James, verse number two. Let me see if I slide that on up out the way a little bit. The book of James. Verse number two, and we're gonna go two through eight today. Alright, so I want to number one. I want to read past this two times. Number one, I want to read from it from the King James Version. Then I want to read from it again from the um, Christian Standard Bible. Amen. So I want you to hear it in the King James Version, which many of us are familiar with. And then I want you to hear it again in the Christian um, the Christian Standard um, Bible. Alright, so as we merely, um, as we commonly do, we will share the screen here. So give me a second, and we hit the share screen button. Okay, and that means I gotta take the verse away. All right. So as we share the screen here, we want to start out here, and um, I want to start in the King James version. Okay. So give me King James. All right. Here we go. King James, and it says this: My brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and ent- entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and unbraideth not, um, not, and it shall be given unto him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering, For he that waver is like a a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. All right. So let's switch over. Let's do it again in James here. All right, this again, this is the CSB version of it. So we're reading the same thing, what we just read, but in a different version that we shed a little bit more light on some things. All right, here we go. It said, consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who give to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for the doubter is the surging seed driven and tossed by the wind that person shall not expect to receive anything from the lord being double minded and unstable in all his ways being double minded and unstable in all his ways so if i could use for a, for a subject and um and talk to you for a few moments today i want to talk to you from the subject of don't confuse a trial with a test. Don't confuse a trial with a test. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning. Lord, we just want to say we thank you, Lord. Lord, I ask that you, Lord, allow this word, Lord, you to flow out of me, Lord Jesus, the way that you intend for it to be. Let it, Lord Jesus, go where it needs to go. Lord, let it be planted where it needs to be planted. Lord, let it come up where it needs to be come up. Let it, Lord, let it unroot, uproot whatever needs to be uprooted, oh God. Lord, you take care of us. Love on us, oh God. Strengthen us, oh God. Help us, oh God, as we go forward, Lord, to do your will and to do your way. Speak through us on this day, Lord, you speak us, look through us, Lord, you let us be your mouthpiece, Lord, you what you say to the church on today, oh God. Let it be encouragement, oh God, Lord, you let it be, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, strength, oh God, or whatever it is it needs to be, oh God, to whoever it needs to be. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you, and we praise your name. We ask you to do all these things of others in the powerful name of Jesus. For we know this one thing, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Would you do me a favor? Hey, go ahead and hit the share button. Share this to somebody today. Because somebody today needs to know that there's a difference between a trial and a test. A trial and a test, and we are always going through one or the other. So the truth of the matter is, brothers and sisters, that as we read this text on the day that you and I always find ourselves in one of these things. We either are in a trial or we are in a test. And we are always in a trial or in a test, but sometimes we find ourselves being confused by the two, amen, that we see people going through various things and we're wondering why they're going through this thing. And, you know, there was some who looked at the brother Job and saw that all the things and the calamity that Job went through and they saw when Job was going through this stuff, they said, certainly Job must have done something to bring this on himself, that all the misfortune it seems that he was having it seemed like all the things that he was going through, that he must have done something upon himself. Sometimes we see our brothers and sisters around us that things have been happening to them, and we've been looking from afar and we've been noticing, Amen. We might not been saying anything with our mouths, but we've been noticing with our eyes, and we've been noticing with our actions, and we sit and we wonder and say, Lord, what is going on over there? Lord, I'm glad maybe it's them and it's not me, Lord. But then all of a sudden that things start to turn. Amen. And then you find yourself in a situation and in a circumstance, in a calamity trying to figure out, Lord, what did I do, Oh God? Did I miss the mark, Lord? Did I fail along somewhere upon the way, Lord? Did I find myself, Lord, in a situation or in a circumstance? And Lord, what is going on here? And I'm here to tell you today that sometimes God allows us to be in trials or sometimes we're going through tests. And when we go through trials and and through tests, we must know what's the difference between the two because when we understand and we see the difference between the two, it's going to determine how we react to the two. Oh, come on somebody. I'm going to try to preach this thing today. Now we find ourselves brothers and sisters, as we go through certain things in our life, Stuff comes upon us. And sometimes there's things that we have done and situations that we put ourselves in. Sometimes it's things of our own poor choosing. Sometimes I've made poor choices. I've seen others around me make poor choices. I've seen others around me continually make poor choices. I've seen there are times that I've continually made poor choices. And what happens is, is that, you know, we have to remind ourselves so many times that we want to put it on the devil. Amen. That the devil made me do it. Where well, the truth of the matter is the devil didn't make you do anything. Amen. What he did is he tempt us. But at the end of the day, you still made the choice. Oh, come on somebody. Yes. We're talking about accountability and personal accountability here. At the end of the day, you still made a choice. You made a choice to sell that. You made a choice to do that. You made a choice to put that in your mouth. You made a choice to rent that. You made a choice to marry that person. You made a choice not to pay that bill. You made a choice to do this. that. All our life is what well, it's a summation of choices. And you and I have the ability to make the choice. And what God simply does is he allows us to be in situations to what? To refine our choices. Come on, somebody. He allows us to be in situations that allow us to To refine our choices. The Bible tells us very clearly, and we read two different times, that he said that he that lacketh wisdom, if you lack wisdom, all you got to do is ask for it. And he does what? He give it to him what? Unbrighteth Mm-hmm. Meaning that he would give it to him overwhelmingly. Now, the thing is about getting wisdom, wisdom comes by what? Trial. Oh, come on, somebody. Everybody wants wisdom. And God said he would give you abundance of wisdom. But with wisdom comes trial. Why? Because while you are in trial, there is an abundance of choices that have to be made. There are choices that are made in succession. And if the choices are made in a certain succession, then what you find is that you have a product that's produced at the end. Are y'all with me? Are you tracking with me? Are you following Barnett from Toray today? Are you tracking? See, so as we go forward, that God what we said, God, I want wisdom in finance. And so what happens is God will put you in a place or a, a, a situation of a circumstances that what you have to make some financial decisions. And what you have to learn, the Bible tells us lean not into our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him and that what he will direct our path. So what he's telling us to do is like, okay, now you're in this financial pickle. What are you going to do? Are you going to lean on God Said say, God, look, I don't understand, Lord. All I have is this little bread, oh God. All I have is two fish and five loaves of bread, Lord. And I got to feed the multitude, Lord. How do you want me to break these loaves? How do you want me to divide this fish? When well, my Bible tells me when they went and they did that, that they took those two fish and five loaves of bread, that they fed thousands, amen. I'm here to tell you today that you can take your $20,000 a year salary. You can take your 30000 a year salary. You can take your $100,000 a year salary and God can show you how to strategically line that thing up, amen, that you come out with more. Because the Bible tells us when they got done with that, they, they what? They collected, I believe it was seven baskets, or was it 12? Anyway, but they had leftovers. And I'm here to tell you today that if you listen to God's wisdom and finance, if you listen to how God tell you to go and do what he tell you to do and talk who he tell you to talk and bless who he tell you to bless and, and roll who he tell you to roll with, then he has a path. The Bible said that it's his plan for us to have good success and for us to prosper. But why do we not prosper? Because we listen to him and we gain our own understanding. Because what I know better than God. Yeah, I can read the stock market. I'm going to put it over here, and then you're losing them all. I know better than God. This is what we say to him all the time. When God said, all oh, you do what? Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. He said that he would add these things. He said, well, if you will pay your tithe and your offer, that I will rebuke the divine for your sake, and I will restore the years of the locusts and the canker worm. I mean, this is just Bible. I'm not making this stuff up. But I'm just using this as an example. So then when you're in financial trial, you're like, well, Lord, why am I in this? What but you asked for wisdom. So you asked him, said, Lord, I need more financial blessings. So what did he do now? He put you in a situation to see if you trust him. See, this whole thing about crisis about, do you trust him? So the trial is what? A series of things. It's a series of things. It's a journey. The Bible said that what? That it what well, what? this Doing this trial. The trials do what? They work with patience. And patience, patience work is what? Endurance. So why do I need endurance? Because a trial is prolonged. A trial is a process. See, many of us, we want the mountaintop, but we don't want the process. Because for some of us, it might mean that For me to climb the mountain, I got to strengthen my hands. I got to go do something else. Oh, I got to strengthen my mind. I got to go read something else. And ain't that God can't just drop manna from heaven because he did that. But you notice when God did that, it was only temporary because it only came down. What? It was due there in the morning. And by noonday, if you read your Bible, it says what? By noonday, it was gone. So what? Those who got up in the morning, who went and gathered during the day, what was their job to do every day? The children, they got up every morning and they gathered enough for the day. Because if they didn't get it in time, it was gone. So what does the the trial do? The trial is what? Trial is a process. Trial develops. Mm Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Why is it so easy to get the two confused? I'm glad you asked. Number one, let's go here. I want to bring to number one. The reason it's so easy to get them confused, number one, is because of this. Same process, different outcome. So a trial looks a lot like a test. Trials come a lot like a test. And the Bible tells us what? When you get run into diverse tests, when you just run into many of these things, that you should be excited. That way is what? Because now God is what? He's seen enough in you that he's willing to invest in you. So one of the things I was always told that if a job or a person or a situation, they really like you, that if they start investing in you, that's a good thing. Why? Because if I'm investing in you, that means I'm not going to cut you off as easy. Why? Because I got skin in the game. It's the same reason why when you want to buy a house, they want like 20% down because they want to know that you can't easily just walk away from that loan because you got skin in the game. You know, I tell my wife all the time, we joke and fun. I said, girl, we got 20 years in now. We got to work some stuff out because I got skin in the game. I'm getting too old to be starting over. Hey, do you see what I'm saying? So when you actually are invested in a thing, You just don't walk away from it easy. See, many of us can walk away from stuff because we're not invested. It's not yours. But when we start looking at things as if it belonged to you, things change. So what do you mean? So the same process with different outcomes. Watch this. So when the same process, different outcomes, this is what? Trials do what? Trials, they build. Trials build things. When you out there in the weight room, you're building Your trial, you're going, well, it's a process. You're enduring. The Bible tells us what? To endure hardness as a good soldier. He said that, what if you would suffer a while with me, then you would do what? You would reign. So suffering, what? It's part of the endurance process. And here at the Safe House Church, we've been enduring for a while, and God is blessing us. We're getting stronger. We're building something. Hey, it ain't going to happen overnight. It didn't happen the first year. It didn't happen in year three. Hey, it's not happening in year five, but I'm telling you that we're building something. The foundation for something great and magnificent that God is doing has started here. And it started with you. It started in you first. Because what we have here is being built by the people who are here. I can't do this by myself. You can't do this by yourself. So notice how you know the difference because I'm being built. I'm going to different things that I've never done before. I'm experiencing some of you have experienced some things that you haven't experienced before. Some of you experienced job loss for the first time. Some of you have experienced financial increase for the first time. It goes both ways. Some of you have experienced, you know, this, this um, euphoria in your marriage for the first time. Some of you have experienced the the worstest part of your marriage for the first time. Some of you have experienced some of the the best things in your health for the first time. Some of you have experienced the worst times in your health for the first time. Oh, I've been there. I'm not telling you what I've heard. I'm telling you something I've lived. And that's why I can say it with conviction because I've been there. And I'm telling you that in that process, there's this thing in this trial that you're learning to trust God. Because God, you know, I had my faith in that job and now it's gone away. What do I do then? I had my faith in that spouse and they're going away. I had my faith in that car and it's going away. I had my faith in that, in that in that in that situation or that circumstance and now it's going away. Oh God, what do I do? Oh, my world is turning upside down. What do I what do I what I, what I, what do I do? And he said, Trust me. You ask for wisdom. You ask for increase. We said that this is the year, of what? The year of Rehoboth, which means that what God maketh room for us. So why is he making room for you? He's making room for the increase. So if he's increasing me, that means that what there's some things I have to be able to take on so I can have what? More capacity. So why are you sitting there you complaining, but you ask God for more? So now he has to what to build you to have more capacity to carry more. So the Bible again says to what? That these trials come to what? Let endurance have its full effect so that ye may be mature and complete and lack nothing. Rehoboth, right? Lack nothing. You're building. And I don't know about you all, but have you seen buildings? You know, I I just think about the process of our house that this this lot didn't look nothing like it do now. It takes a while. When I was building that wall over there, it took a while. But now I'm so happy with that wall. I'm glad I did it. But it was, it was some backbreaking work. It was tiring. It was a process. But when the process got complete, and he said that what? Lack like nothing. So now, Pastor, okay, if trials build, what do tests do? Glad you asked. Tests do what? You discover. Watch this. A test is what? test actually is a measurement of performance. And what I'm measuring is simply this. I'm measuring what I thought or what I assumed to be present. Come on, somebody. Yeah, come on, holy ghost. Watch this, watch this. Coronavirus. When they were testing for coronavirus, and i tested many times because I fly a lot. You know, you put that little swab up your nose until you start burning. Then you put it on the other side and you roll it until you start burning. And then that's a solution. In that solution is some things that react to the presence of the, the virus. And in its reaction, it rolls up. At least the test I use. It is absorbed on some kind of almost, I would say, a litmus paper. Y'all heard the litmus test, right? And, and it would roll up and there's a, two lines there. There's a line there that we know as the test sample and then you have another line that's there where it says control. Now, those who are scientists like myself, we know that the control is just there to say that the test is actually valid. Yeah, all was a... Come on, God. That the test is valid. Because if the test is valid then I can trust the results of the test. But if the control is not valid, <laughs> thank you, Lord. If the control is not valid, then you cannot consider the test. See, some of us are in tests that have no control because God is not in control of your life. You, you don't have any control. You're wondering, well, the Lord must be testing me. No, he's not testing me. You've done that to yourself. Because you're outside of the will of God. How are you going to put this on God? How are you going to say that God is testing you when you made those decisions? See, Job was tested. Job didn't make those decisions. God removed the hedge. The devil said, if you would remove the hedge, I will make him curse you to your name. So what does he do? He removes the hedge. And Job was just doing what Job do, And stuff came. If you're doing what you're doing, you know you're not living in sin. And you're doing the best you can to please God. That's one thing, but when you know you shucking and jiving, you know when you 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 hanging with Tom and Tom and Patsy, when you you in and out. I'm just saying this is what the Word of God says. God is not in control of that, so don't look for that test to be valid. That's something you got yourself in, and if it doesn't have a control, it can't not be valid. Because God is in control. What did God tell him to do? He said, you can do anything to my friend Job, but don't touch his life. Why? Because God was in control. He said, all can happen, but don't touch his life, because I'm in control of this. So the control must be present for the test to be valid. So now as that thing creeps on up, as it absorbs on up, it gets up to where the the test indicator is. Mm -hmm. And if the coronavirus is in that sample. What happens is that mark will react mm-hmm, to the virus. They say that that virus is present. So now that mark would start to change colors. So, for you to have a, a positive COVID test, it said that what? You have two lines the control line, because it's got to be controlled to see if it's even good and then the actual test sample. They say that, okay, yes, it is present. If you're negative, then that sample test line didn't even show up. You just get the control line. Are y'all with me? So tests are what? Tests are a measurement of discovery. So watch this. So God allows the build. He allows the trials to come. He allows you to go through the trials in the situation, in the circumstance to build you and the trials produce evidence. Think about it in a courtroom. When you're in a courtroom, what do they do? A courtroom is that they in front of the judge who's going to make a decision. And there's a trial and during the trial. The trial is the presentation of evidence. <laughs> Come on, y'all. I think I might be preaching better. Y'all come back to me today. Look, so now you have the the trial. The evidence is being produced. Mm -hmm. Now, when the trial is over, you get tested. Now I get to see, I get to try to discover what I was trying to put in you did it stick. What I was trying to get in you through this trial that you made better choices financially didn't stick. Because I might put you in a situation to say that whether I'm going to pay my tithe and, and I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do and take care of my bills or am I going to go to the, the club and go jamming. That's a test. And God is in control. You see it. And he's looking to see what you're going to do. And if you pass that test, then what? You know what when you pass the test, you know what the, what, what the um the uh, reward is? Another trial. I told you, you either you either in trials or you in testing. One of the two. And we're continually living this in our life. And if you change your perspective on life, to think about it from that point of view, God, you either building me or you're trying to discover if something else is in me. Completely change my outlook. Completely changed my mind of how I thought about things. Think about what you're in right now personally. As I speak to you directly, you're either in a trial or you're in a test. Either God is building something in you or he's testing to discover what he built in you in that last season did a stick. Is it present? Because now if it's present, watch this. I can build on that. Woo! Hallelujah. I can build on that. So if you understand this and I tested it, it's there. Now, when I come and bring you to a new trial, I put on top of that and I trust it and I test it to see if it's there and I build that on top of that and the Bible talks about going from glory to glory to glory to glory and this is how you grow in Christ it's called trials and tests and it's called building and discovery either you're building or you're discovering and if you're building you're building on something that you discovered in your previous season Come on, yeah, I'm Woo, Lord, hallelujah. He's not gonna allow you to go to the next season without having that part being built. So some of you are wondering, Lord, why do it seem like I'm going around in this circle? Because you have not passed the test. It's not in you yet. But as soon as you decide, Lord, I'm gonna trust you. Lord, I'm going to follow your way. Lord, I'm going to pray about it. Lord, I'm going to go and I'm going to do my hand. I'm going to put my hands to work. Lord, I'm going to go forward and I'm going to build and I'm going to, and watch things start to fall in place. And then when testing time comes, like, nope, I remember that. Now, God, I I know it looks bad, but Lord, I'm going to trust You. So I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And Lord, if I lose it, I lose it. If I perish, I perish. And watch God come through. And that's the building of your what? Your faith. Mm-hmm. Why did the Bible say? For faith is the substance of things hoped for, yet what? The evidence of things not seen. That's Hebrews 11, right? The evidence of things not seen. Where did I tell you evidence come from? Evidence comes from where? Trials. Trials build evidence. It builds a product. And what is done, that product? That product is tested. And once that product is tested, then it can be used. Oh, am I getting through to somebody today? I ain't getting no feedback today. (laughs) I know I'm in full pastor mode today. Maybe they upset with me. But you know what? This is what God gave me. This is what I'm going to give. See, we got to get past that point. This is us building to maturity. Maybe I not call you all the time. Maybe I don't call your name out in prayer every day, but God is working something in you. He's building you that what you will be able to be the one that you know when Pastor can't pray that you can pray for him, and you can pray for others. And God is building you so that you can go out into the highways and the bowies and compel them to come. That you what this church is going to be built not on Peter Ely, but it's going to be built on everybody else. Because it's what? The completion starts here in you. This is not us. This is not about me. This is us and what God wants to do with us. And so many times we find ourselves like, I'm just being always, I'm always in a test. Yes, you're always in a test or a trial. So the problem is, is are you growing? And that's what we experience to grow. The Bible said, if you lack anything in wisdom, he said, ask and God will give it to you Lou. Generously, he has no problems putting you in trials. Our problem is, is, do we have a problem accepting the trial and learning what we need to learn from the trial so that we can grow to and go to the next level? Mm-hmm. Right, y'all got me all on uh, me. Let me get let me get, me, get, me get out of here. Let me get to this. All right. So next part of this, and I already probably put it. I didn't already said it. Trials produce evidence, right? They produce. Think about it. Think about the things that you've been through. Think about some of the things you've been circling around a long time. If you've been circling around this financial thing, ask yourself, what are my choices? What is it God trying to show me? Is there some things I can eliminate? If you're going through some things in your health, Lord, what are some things that I'm missing? Ask him. He said if you ask, he would give it to you generously. Lord, what are some things in my health I'm missing? I know for me, I know Peter's just not disciplined. There's some things that I just refuse to do. And therefore, I pay for that. As a result of that. I inherit that choice. Are y'all with me? So these things, they produce. Watch this. Then the other thing was what? Tests are to validate the evidence. Remember, I'm telling you the coronavirus, that thing, that test is not valid unless the control is present. And I'm telling you that God is what? God is in control. He is the control. So you ain't got to worry about why you being tested. It ain't going to go crazy. Because his tests are not to kill you. His tests are to discover. What I tried to put in you did it stake. Is it part of your DNA now? Is it what makes you tick? Are you, when this thing come, are you going to go and run to God and say, Lord, I, I, I here you are. You gonna run to your own understanding, and you gonna go try to do it your own way and figure it out. That's what he wanted to know. Why? Because when something big, bigger comes along, and he needs you to be able to do it, it's like he called David. Think about it. The story of David, we use it all the time, but it's it's very much true and it's very valid and applicable to this situation. He started David out with well, what a bear. David killed the bear. Would David protect the sheep? Yep, look like he will. He killed the bear. Well, here come a lion. Would David protect the sheep? Yep, he killed that lion. Where well, would David protect God's lamb? Yep, he went up and he killed Goliath. Even when all the things were against him. And he trusted what God gave him in his hand. That little five smooth stones. Those same little stones that he was throwing at lions. The same little stones he was throwing at bears. The same stones he was using to throw off wolves. The same stones he was over there practicing shooting pecans on the side. It's the same one that God anointed and it took the giant out. Now, notice this even in David's story, the slingshot knocked the giant down, but it didn't kill him. David did what? The Bible said David pulled his sword out of his sheath and he beheaded the giant. So, God would use what's in your hand, but he'll also give you access to other things to slay the giant. <laughs> Watch this. See, see, he gave David also access. To what? He used the enemy's own weapon against him. It was his own weapon. Goliath lost his life by his own sword. But all um, intent and purposes, the, when David got um, David hit Goliath in his head and his forehead, he knocked him out. And some of us have knocked some giants out in our life. There's no question about it. You've done good. You've gotten here to this point. You raised those kids by yourself. You saved that money. You did this and you've done that. And, and, and you know you, you worked your body out and you've taken good exercise and you ate well and all these things. And But then you reach a point that you can't do no more. You reach to a point that, Lord, I've done all that I can do. I've poured out, I've given, I've given, and I've gone for it. I've done everything that I can do. And see, that's what God wants us to get. He wants us to get to the point where you've done that all that you can do. He said, Lord, all I can do is stand. And Lord, here I am. I stand right here before you. Lord, I've done everything that I know to do. Lord, I've done everything that I think you've given me to do. Now, Lord, I need your help. And then that's when he steps in and says, there's a sword in that sheaf over there. I need you to pull that out and take his head off. And you're going to kill some giants in your life. We all have giants that we fight in our life. We all have giants in our life that we fight, in, whether they're generational giants that we've been dealing with for years or people in our family dealing with, and it's come to the point that I'm going to deal with it, or whether they were giants that we discovered or giants that we created, whether they were things that you know we brought in up. Because a lot of things we bring on ourselves, sometimes just by our own poor choices, by things and situations. And I, what the Bible said, but it's our own diverse lust that drives us away. It's things that I wanted that God didn't intend for me to have, not just yet. He didn't say He didn't want me to have it, but maybe not right now. This is why what patience is important, right? And He says it like this. He said, "Because you what? Because you know the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance has its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete and lacking." nothing but let him ask in faith without doubting for the doubter is the sea, driven and tossed by the wind and that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord but being double-minded and unstable in all his ways brothers and sisters I have nothing else for you today but I want to remind you today and I hope that I got this message home to you today and that this stuck with you today, you know, that trials and tests are not the same. That one, God is using the trials to build you, to prepare you for the test. The test is just a, a form of a, a performance indicator to say, what is there? And if God sees himself in your reflection, come on, somebody, our goal is what? To be like Christ. Our our aim is to be like, be Christ-like, right? That we're made in his image, which means that when Christ looks at us, he should be able to see a reflection of himself. And as the more he see that reflection of himself, the more he's willing to use us to do this work. So my job on each and every day, I'm not a perfect man, but my job each and every day is to to try to look like Christ. To try to have the reflection of Christ, to try to go before and be like Christ—that's our job. That's what He's called us to, and it's not an easy life, but it's a rewarding life. Does it come with its, its bumps and bruises sometimes? Yes, but does it come with its rewards? Absolutely, they do. So trials don't last for forever, and the tests don't last for forever. But then you're, like I said, you're in a cycle. You're always in one or the other. God is either building you for the next level or he's going to test you to see if you're ready to go to the next level. This is Rehoboth. This is God enlarging in our territory. You want more capacity? You got to have more stuff. If you got to have more stuff, there are more things you got to go through to be prepared for it. Because God would not share his glory with any and everybody, he won't share it. And he needs to know when he's done and he's done with you, that you'll know that it was Jehovah Jireh that was my provider. You want to, he wants to know that at the end of the day, that you'll be willing to give his name, the honor, and the praise, no matter where you are, whether you on the steps or the White House, will you be able to throw your hand up and say, I thank you, Jesus. Or you're in front of your boss and say, you know what? Weeping man do it for a night, but that joy comes in the morning. I ain't saying you go in and you get all super spiritual, but you know who you are. And you know whose you are. And you know when to walk away when the Holy Ghost tells you to walk away and don't say nothing else. When the Holy Ghost talks to you and says, stand up right here. And you're like, well, if I stand up here, they're going to probably fire me. But nonetheless, you got to be willing to go through that mile. And know that what? God has something else set up for you. That you got to be willing to say, look, I'm not going to compromise my integrity. I'm not going to compromise the character God has raised me up to be. Why? Because greater is he that's in me than he is in the world. And you know what? He has it all in his hand. So we got to remind ourselves at the end of the day, and I know this is tough, but it's the honest God truth is that what? You know, at the end of the day, God, you got it in your hands and come what may, Lord, you, you hold the king's heart. Lord, you can that king's heart just as hard as it's hard. You can soften it up in a blow or you have the power to remove one. The Bible said what promotion doesn't come from the east, the west and the north to the south, but promotion comes from who? He the one promotes you, not you. So that's what we think. We're getting this thing of self-promotion. I got to know this one, and I got to be friends with this one. I got to be friends with that one. But God can turn a man's heart. <laughs> he can turn a woman's heart and say, you know what? What about my servant, Peter, over here? What about my servant, Heather, over here? What about my servant, Sherelle, over here? What about, and so then this is what you got to do you got to be humble enough to say, okay, God, not my will, but your will. Lord, this is not the ideal job I thought I would be doing. But, Lord, not my will, your will. Lord, I didn't even picture myself working over here. I can tell y'all right now, I never in a million years thought I'd be working at NASA. That was never on my goal. I used to, as a kid, I want to be an astronaut and all this stuff. Like all oh, the other kids did. Then I saw the Challenger blow up and I changed my mind about that. I did. But look what God has done. And he's opening up more doors. And he's doing the same for you. But you got to be willing to go. Say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, I know what I wanted to do. Because Peter's plan was to stay here and do this and do this and do this. And maybe there's still still God's plan. And he's just trying to build some other things in me so I can take it back for capacity. Who knows? But all I know is I trust him. All I'm telling you, who knows what God is going to do with you? I don't. But trust him. And what he will direct your path and all what you thought you were going to do, maybe you don't do. Because God had more for you. Here's the problem right here. God has more for us than we ever expected. (laughs) He has more than I ever expected. More, 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 more. And that's just not a song, but it's the truth. He has more. See, you expect to hear and he has you here. You know, I think Karen Clark Shearer used to sing it like this. said, I was a bird on the ground using my legs to get around. But now I understand that I got to show my wings and you got to fly like an eagle. So many times what people want, we put ourselves in these things and stuff. Why? Because we're comfortable. God has called you out of your comfortability. No longer to be comfortable. Yes, we live a life on the edge all the time. This is why it's called walking by faith and not by sight. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes it's not comfortable at all. I want to know what the next step is. I want to be able to tell you all, church, hey, we're going to a building next week, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Lord knows I won't do but I can't tell you that because we're walking this thing by faith. Because what I might do, I might settle out, and he had this down the road, and now we spent this, and now we can't do this. And I know someone said, well, you always have that be the case. That is true. But I learned this. And I think, um, I saw, I think Tyree, um, um, Bishop, Rod, Rod, well, I don't know his name, Pastor Jakes' son-in-law that preaches. He says this. And I saw him say it on a Breakfast Club interview one time. He said, saying no to some things means saying yes to something else later. Saying no to something now means saying yes to something later. And I found myself in the last, in the beginning of this, earlier this year, I've been saying no to a whole lot of stuff. Stuff that I normally would say yes to. And I'm finding in my own self discovery is that, was I saying yes to these things because I wanted people to like me? Or I wanted them to like our ministry? Or I wanted them to be here? or And, and I found out that maybe I was saying yes for the wrong reasons. Yeah, because I'm human too. I had to check me too. <laughs> but as I've learned to say no I've said no, 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 no. But then there's what, yes, think about when you go to God, God gives you a lot more no's than he gives you a yes, doesn't he? But you know this, when he does give you a yes, you can take that to the bank and know that it's yes, yes, and yes. God bless you all. I love you all. I hope that this message has hit the spot. That has been nourishment to your body. I hope I didn't fuss at y'all too much. It was never my intent to do that. Amen. But I just want, because I love you and I want to see you do well. And I want to see you prosper in the kingdom of God. I want to see you go to the next level. Because God's trying to build some things with us. And some of us are in trial and others are in test. And while we're in trial, we need to be built. But while the others, while we're in test, we need to what? let God show us in self-discovery of these things that he has put inside of us. That we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Lord and the Father, we come to you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for such a tremendous word on today. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus, how you wash up and you kept us, Lord Jesus, up to this present point in time. Lord, I said this word, Lord Jesus, be manifested in their bodies, in their lives, oh God, in their souls and in their spirits, Lord. That know, Lord Jesus, that trials and tests, Lord Jesus, have come, oh God, Lord Jesus, but you come, Lord Jesus, to peel and discover, oh God, that we have go to the next level in you. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you, Lord Jesus, and we come to you with such a spirit of gratitude. We ask you to do all these things to others in the powerful name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. For we know this one thing, we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. If this message has been a blessing to you and you want to be a financial blessing to the Safe House Church, everything we do here, this stuff costs money. Y'all see these, you know, we got lights, we got computers and microphones and all this cool stuff and all this technology all around where we're reaching the entire world. This stuff is not free, amen. Um, And we are a 501. 3C ministry, amen, so we are tax deductible ministry, amen, and we just ask for your financial support. Whatever God has laid on your heart to do, um, whether you decide to be a member here of the Safe House Church and pay tithing offering, or you just decide to drop a love offering here, we really would appreciate that. So at this time, we'll go to our offering part. Here at the Safe House Church, we do our offering by the Cash App or PayPal. If you do the Cash App, you can do dollar sign, Safe House Church, GSO. Again, it's dollar sign safe house church GSO, or you can get us at paypal.me forward slash ministry eight. Again, it's paypal.me forward slash ministry eight. or you can send us a check or a money order to Finding Fish Ministries at um, PO Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina. 27358. Again, that's Find Your Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862 Summerfield, North Carolina 27358. And The Bible says this in Luke 6 and thirty: It says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. Shake it together and running over shall men give unto your bosom. God bless you all. Love you all and thank you for your support. All right, God bless you all. Love you all. Hey, we're right on our normal time schedule. Remember, we have our prayer tomorrow morning. We'll be there at 6 a.m. Um, sharp amen as we get ready and we go into um, bless God and just have conversation and talk with Him in a corporate um, form on tomorrow monday through friday 6 a.m to about 6 30 roughly there about depending on how many people we have amen the more people we have of course it takes a little bit longer and god is doing some amazing things in prayer amen and we're grateful for that and remember also on wednesday nights we will have our bible study on wednesday nights at seven o'clock we usually do exactly one hour so we get you in there and we get you out and we move forward from there and it's been an amazing day amazing message and we're just grateful for all god has done God bless you all. I love you all. You all take care and have an amazing rest of the day. Bye-bye.